Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome everybody to Wacky Wednesday. Chuck Bonnewell, <laughs> Julie Hayden, the Two Straight Up. Brought to you by. That's right. Brought to you by HappyTrees.co, great full service tree company, as well as Denver Sendogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. So, a lot to talk about today. Um, we're going to have Ash and America joining us here in a second to talk about I, I Mike mean, the Mike Lindell, the corruption of the Department of Justices. Just when you think it can't get worse, it does. Um, and then Sue Moore from Liberty Scorecard is going to come on. There's, there are 11 statewide ballot initiatives. Um, and I know I was reading through them. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, Sue Moore is going to be here from the Liberty Scorecard to at least tell you from the Liberty Scorecard point of view what, what their stand is. Yeah, they haven't rated. gotten a lot of publicity. Maybe the mushroom one is the one you hear a little bit about. Right. But right, the one, though, the, the, the liquor sales one, too. But anyway, I want to get right into it and get Ash and America on with us. Ash um, is a columnist for the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle. She also has her own gig over at conservativedaily.com. And I called her and said, Ash, you got to help us straighten this out today. Sort it out. So, hey, thank you for your time. How's it going, Ash? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So basically, we've been talking about, and I think you guys are calling it Biden's red terror, the weaponization. I mean, first, Biden gave a speech talking about political violence. Um, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI raided like 50 Trump allies. Eastman, just everybody. I mean, everybody. And now the even, other, even poor Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis. Um, Sharona Bishop, Tina Peters. I mean, the list goes on. But it, they are now reaching their tentacles deep into Colorado and the Tina Peters case. And Ash, I got some Mike Lindell sound bites. But first, why don't you kind of set the stage for us and explain? Because I know you've been on top of this. What what happened? Um, yes, it was yesterday, right? Uh, yes, it it was yesterday afternoon when Mike was returning from hunting. And, um, you know, when we think about the, the period of time during 1918 to 1922, when, when Lenin and, and Cheka rounded up intellectuals, rounded up political opposition, it didn't begin, you know, with, with mass executions. It starts with silencing the opposition and silencing uh, you know, silencing dissent, crushing dissent. Um, the Biden administration is incredibly unpopular and they realize that. So they've, yeah. you know, weaponized the Department of Justice to go after the, the president's political allies and really anyone who questions his legitimacy and questions the election. We heard that he did that, that, you know, uh, V for Vendetta speech. Where right. the red backdrop and you know MAGA the red wedding, the red wedding speech, yeah. I call it. The next day, he walked it back, but he still, after walking it back, included anyone who questions the election. And you know who's the most, <laughs> according to the to the mainstream media, who's the most you know public, loudmouthed election denier that there is? It's Mike Lindell, and so. Mike. Yes, and he's got money he behind his effort too. So, well, let me. I, let me. I'm going to play a yeah, sound. I, I, Wait, I, let me I, just, no, 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 oh, okay. no. Um, you know, this actually that same time period, nineteen really, nineteen seventeen through nineteen twenty, 
The American government did the same thing. Um, it, 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 it suppressed anyone who opposed the war in Wilson's war. If you said anything about the draft, you were arrested. Um, the socialist candidate was imprisoned in Atlanta prison. Um, all labor leaders were imprisoned. Um, that's really a dark time in the United States. Um, it didn't end up with the terror uh, over in Russia, but this has happened before. But at least that was a war. Uh, we got a war in Ukraine, but we're not, you know, per se a combatant. Although we seem to supply all the weapons, but this, yeah, is, this a scary is just time. this is just yeah, criminalizing wrong speak. Well, let me. We have a soundbite from Mike Lindell where he's explaining he and his friend were hunting and they were on their way home and they pulled into a Hardee's restaurant. Well, you know, no, drive through. That's always dangerous. Uh, right, Hardee's are always where, dangerous. Where they were <laughs> Oh, we're surrounded by the FAA. Hey, so if guys, if we could please play the Mike Lindell soundbite number one. I guess uh, I have my own breaking news tonight. Um, we, uh, this afternoon, I was, uh, I went down uh, hunting in Iowa for the early teal season with my friend this morning at 4 a.m. We got up, headed down to Iowa. We are coming back and, uh, we were we stopped to get, go through a Hardee's in Mankato, where I was born in Mankato, Minnesota, and cars pulled up in front of us, to the side of us, and behind us. And I said, um, "Those are either bad guys or the FBI." Oh. Well, <laughs> it turns out they were the FBI. Yeah, it's it's just insane. I mean, it's the drive-through, and then so Ash and what it turns out, they had a warrant for his cell phone. And can you explain? It turns out, as he said, they kept talking to me about people in Colorado and the Dominion voting machines, right? That's right. So, the, so the premise of this warrant is a conspiracy to commit identity theft, and it's from the circuit federal uh, federal court in Colorado, uh, Colorado district. And um, it so so the obvious connection to be made is Tina Peters case and Jerry Woods, the the, you know, part of Tina's indictments are the Jerry Woods uh, credentials debacle. And so um, so it sounds like they are hooking, you know, trying to hook Mike into that. Right. Uh, as part of that, and that's that's the premise that they took to use his phone. And you know, I I am a you know, uh, Mike Lindell is a friend of mine. I used to work for him. I can tell you, he does everything on that phone. It's his entire life. It's all his contacts. He controls his hearing aids with it. It is um, pretty astounding that that they're trying. They're they're really going as far as they can with this. Um, you know, on the I guess, silver lining side, it does show how desperate they are. It does. Well, let me, he explains that too, what you just said. So if we could play the Mike Lindell soundbite number two, he talks about this a little bit. Anyway, then he goes, um, well, I got, I got some bad news. And I go, okay, here it comes, right? He goes, uh, we're taking your cell phone. We have a warrant for your cell phone. I go, no, I said my whole company... I run five companies off that. I don't have a computer. My hearing aids run off this. Everything runs off my phone. I said, and then I said, if I don't give it to you, will you arrest me then? And they, and I, I was just, you know, I'm going, are you kidding me? You're not getting my phone. And uh, he, he, so he shows me this arrest warrant. We're going to put it up here on a thing or not. This phone 
arrest warrant to arrest my phone. A warrant, a warrant for your phone. What? A subpoena yeah, yeah, for your yeah, phone. A warrant for your phone. Yeah, yeah. So he gives me this, and we'll put it up on the screen in a minute. And I'm going, so then I go, well, can I call a lawyer? So I called, uh, I actually called a lawyer. He gets on the phone, and uh, and I said, hey, I, I'm not giving him my phone. And he's going, no, you should give him the phone. He, he goes, sir, we, he goes, sir, we have a, we have a warrant and arrest, or I mean, for our, a warrant for his phone. And I go, I'm thinking, well, they'll arrest me if I won't give the phone. But no, if you read this, they uh, they would have they would have done everything they could because they could, you know, the phone was right there. Believe me, they would have got the phone. Okay, you know, um, with physical force, they would have got the phone. I mean, if that, if so, you know, I had to give up the phone, right? And. Uh, I go, everything I run about this phone, I said, can we, I said, uh, this is my life. This is the businesses rely on this. Everything I have relies on it. I can't even imagine you can just take somebody's phone because they want me to be a witness in, in a, in a, in a, uh, um, the Tina Peters, uh, case. Okay. But I'm not a witness. They just want my phone. See, and that's the evil thing. And there are a bunch of things I want to get at in that, Ash. Um, number one, I want to get your reaction to, that's first of all, so he later on in that thing explains that these were FBI agents from Colorado. And I think the FBI field office confirmed that, right? They were from Colorado. Mm-hmm. So you've got a bunch of FBI agents from Colorado driving through the middle of the night, coincidentally running into mm-hmm. Mike Lindell at Hardee's. And we're like, oh, what luck is this, guys? Well, we have well, our they, warrant they with us. They've been tracking his phone probably right. for years. Right. I mean, what your reaction to that, Ash? I mean, just a tracking well, he, was, he was miles away from his known location. And so they I think they they were tracking him and they figured, you know, when they stopped at Hardy's, that was a good a good spot to uh, to, you know, try and grab him and get the phone. The uh, That's my, reaction, my reaction to this is, again, to, to go to this is Biden's red terror. And, and it's, it's because if, if they can do this to Mike Lindell, they can do it to you. If they can raid Mar-a-Lago, they can raid your home as well. And anybody who has ever considered standing up and standing in the gap is now thinking, well, if I speak up and, and say that I don't believe the election results, or if I say that I don't want my kids to be groomed in school, or if I say that I, you know, think Jenna Griswold should be in prison and she should, um, yeah. are they going to come and throw me in prison? And I, you know, I went through a little bit of this. It, w- yeah. it wasn't, you know, nearly as bad, but after the um, Republican study council meeting that USCIP did a a presentation to Republican legislators. Four days later, I was, this was in April, it was April 30th. Four days later, I was, uh, the the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force came to my house and they had no, it was a fishing expedition. They just asked me, you know, a whole bunch of questions. They have very advanced, sophisticated facial recognition in D.C., so they knew I had done nothing wrong. On January 6th, they had like some a, a post, uh, a parlor post that I had made of me at the Lincoln Memorial. But it's meant to intimidate. It is meant to make yes. you terrified to speak up against the government. And quite frankly, it's working. You know, when they yes. when that happened to me, my it, it impacted my entire family. My my youngest son was sleeping on my floor for months afterwards, um, and for about a week. 
I said to myself, you know, like I I went through this emotional kind of process of, am I going to let them get away with it? Am I going to shut up? Am I going to stop working on election integrity? Am I going to sit down and be a good little citizen and not question the government? Or am I going to say, oh, hell no. And I said, oh, hell no. And that was when I wrote, I wrote, uh, we are, we are all terrorists now. Well, I, I, you know, I applaud and I mean, let's take a look at it to break this down a little bit, because it's exactly like you said. Number one, Mike Lindell has lawyers. These are people. He's not a dangerous terrorist who's got, you know, a kidnap suspect or a kidnap victim someplace that they need to get to. Right. Zero reason. They couldn't have called him. And he's referring to his lawyers and they get the phone through the lawyers. Right. They did the same thing to John Eastman. They've done the same thing to congressional people. They arrest them in the most public, humiliating, intimidating way possible. Well, this they one, they didn't phone. do that. This one, they did not do they- they were not the jerk FBI agents who pushed him around like they did to Shrona Bishop and other people. Uh, but it's it's just as, as terrible. Yeah. Well, and, let me, and let me back up, too. And just to set the stage for people, because the media, the corrupt media keeps calling Tina Peters. She tampered with the election. She yeah, interfered yeah. with the election. Let's go back. And why there's a federal grand jury, I don't understand. Well, in case Tina Peters gets off. That's right, why. Because here's what she was indicted, I think, back in March by a Colorado a, a, a district, a state grand jury. And here's what she's accused of. OK, she's so let's get this straight. She's accused of four counts of attempting to influence a public official. That was Gina her Griswold. That was her calling the Secretary of State's office saying, hey, when you guys come in to do your update, um, can I have somebody in there watching? So that's just that. Two counts of violation of duty, one kind of misconduct. So that's all assuming that she did something wrong. If she didn't do anything wrong, which she claims she didn't do, and, she didn't, and do. she didn't do, then those counts are stupid. Two counts, get this, two counts of failing to comply with Jenna Griswold's orders. Yeah, so where the heck is that? Tina Peters is a duly elected clerk and recorder. And then one count yeah. of identity theft. We'll get to that. So these are, she is not charged with any kind of crime relating to copying the records, which because is what she did. Illegal. Because it's not a crime. Right. They've made it a crime subsequently. So bottom line, so don't well and back up even from there, Julie, because if you remember in August of 2021, when Jenna Griswold held her press conference and, you know, said that the the world was ending because there had been an election breach, the, the, the charge was stolen passwords. She leaked stolen passwords. Right, and right. that was, and, and I, I wrote a whole bunch of it about this at the time that it happened. There, there were no stolen passwords. Right. She didn't know what the passwords were. Yeah, she didn't even have the passwords, right? They were Dominion's passwords right. in the first place. But the password thing has gone away and you don't see it in the charges, right? This no. is, they needed a narrative and this is what they do. And I, this is what they're doing with Mike Lindell. They need the narrative. They'll get the phone. They'll dig in the phone. They'll find some other stuff. And then they'll have a case. But they don't have a case right now. And that's no. not how American justice system is supposed to work. No. And that's what and, and that's what my argument or my theory on this is, too, that they and because Harvey Steinberg is no slouch of an attorney. Right. In spite of we made fun of the Colorado Sun for saying his motions, the defense attorney's motions are hindering the prosecution. Yeah. It's like, hello, that's his job. But at any rate, I think they don't. I think they see their Colorado case falling apart because maybe the ID theft thing. Right. Um, and what that is about is 
See, allegedly, Tina Peters, she wanted, they'll try to pretend like the guy tampered with it and interfered, right? The person, all they did was watch. She wanted to have, and I think her argument would be, I had every right to do this, um, that she wanted to have an, an expert and her expert in there simply watching while the Dominion people did their thing, right? Wasn't going to touch anything, didn't comment, and didn't indeed. And she allegedly had um, somebody, I think, pretend to be somebody that they weren't so they could be there and do that. I think arguably, if Jenna Griswold would have reasonably said, yeah, you can have an out, your expert in there to watch as long as they don't do anything that wouldn't have been necessary. But for whatever reason, I think they're having trouble with the Colorado case. It's going to so, go away. No one will say anything, but boom, now they've got this federal grand jury um, clearly looking at this too. Um, and all, all again, over uh, what, right? Making I mean, a copy, you know, which is allowed to do. Of, of the records. In the it, I mean, look at look at Jeffrey Epstein. Look at Hunter Biden. Look at the gymnastic coach who was raping little girls. Right. FBI has no yep. problem with any of these people. But Tina Peters, by God, we're going to convene a federal grand jury. We're going to pay to send FBI agents all over the country scouring people like Mike Lindell's cell phone. It's it's outrageous, I think. Well, it's equally outrageous. It is not the lead story on the Denver Post. Oh, no. It is not right. the lead story. You have Fox News talking about where the casket went today with, with uh, yeah. the dead queen and the, the, they, nothing. <laughs> they really want us. They really want us to care about that, to care about that queen death. Right. That's, Boy, they, that's sure a big, that, they put a lot of money into that distraction and nobody's buying it. You know, right. the identity theft charge is um, the only, the only charge that, that I, I think as a, you know, I don't think that they did anything wrong, but as a, a rational, level-headed, critically thinking person, um, if we were looking at a group of Democrats, yeah, I could probably make that case. Uh, the, it, it's interesting because they, the, so this has to do with, as you said, Julie, the um, Tina Peters had somebody use Jerry Woods' credentials to observe the trusted build, and they're calling that identity theft. Part of that is because the FBI flips Jerry Wood, and he's a cooperating right. witness, right? right? And so, um, so, so there's there's that aspect of it. But it is it is again going towards you know we we talk about these um, that that's potentially a crime, right? And and right. the courts will have to figure out what that looks like. But what they have, Mike Lindell, right? What it's conspiracy to. Right. And so so they can do whatever they want when they say conspiracy. It is carte blanche and the FBI uses it all the time. I have, uh, you know, loads of stories of sources going back decades that, uh, you know, the, the conspiracy, conspiracy to commit wire fraud is a big one. The FBI uses, they can pretty much, you know, if you send an email or send Venmo and they can tie you to something, you're screwed. And they right. show up in force. They Roger Stone you. You know, that the, right. the raid of Roger Stone when they came and arrested him, I actually saw, I was there present. I, my, my girlfriend was, was pregnant and um, her oh. house was raided while she was at the obstetrician's office. And so she asked me to go get her kids. And I saw firsthand the FBI force. And that was a conspiracy to commit wire fraud. He was convicted and, and he served 13 years, which was excessive. And it was because, you know, the, the victim in the case was a government entity, right? Oh, uh, and then go back to Jeffrey Epstein, right? Like we can't, right. we, we, we can't and won't investigate that because the, the perpetrator in that case is the government. And it's very asymmetrical. You look at how this is going and, and the way that they've split hairs on these charges and made every 
you know, every conversation, every action that took place in the process of taking this image, they've made, you know, almost into a separate, a separate charge. It shows you what they can do. Right. right. When they want to prosecute crime. And so why aren't they doing it when there's actual real evidence, overwhelming evidence of of crimes that the government is committing? I mean, I think we all know the answer. Well, to that, as a practical that's what matter, everybody should be right. what Jacob has brought out, and, and we all saw this today, we now find out that Igor Dechenko was, in fact, an FBI informant and confidential um, paid. paid confidential source for them to go after Trump. In the Russia and, hoax. And so who do they indict in and, all of this? You know, it's really just an FBI informant. Um, you know, oh, sorry, but we don't want to have to arrest well, FBI agents, so we'll just well, we'll yeah, arrest yeah. you. The FBI, the, the same FBI that's seizing Mike Lindell's cell phone over conspiracy to commit identity fraud, um, you know, is is actually paying informants to frame the then sitting president of the United States. I, I mean, so that's what they're worried about. But I think, Ash, I think you hit it on the head at the beginning. And I know just a couple more questions and we got to let you go. But I said a couple of weeks ago when Biden did his red terror speech, I mean, he sort of talking about political violence. They're 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 going to use that term to criminalize any kind of thinking that they don't like. And that we're going to be, you know, like we had Mallorca saying that, you know, the American domestic terrorists are worse than the 9-11 terrorists and, and standing by that. This is their plan. And I think we're just going to see more of this. Um, and like you said, you know, you, you can't really fight it. You, you have to, because I know how you feel. When we got fired from Ken US, you kind of do go through a phase. You're like, well, maybe I'll just shut up. Maybe this isn't worth it. And then you have yeah. to say, and thank God for people like you who say, no, I'm not going to. Thank God for people like Mindel, Mike Lindell and Tina Peters. And, and I gave him a letter saying, uh, oh, yeah, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody about this. Yeah, don't tell anybody we're doing this. You know, if we can go back to the Janchenko thing for a second, you got to look at the timeline. Danchenko, yeah. according to what was released, he was a paid informant from 2017 to 2020. So what I think is going on, and Technofog had a piece about this uh, today, is that they put him on the payroll, to, right. you know, at the payoff as a cover-up for the work that he did on the Steele dossier, which was before the election. Right. Oh, I think so, too. They, they need to have to have him, you know, and then he'll get acquitted and he'll get a job at CNN. So, well, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, it's really amazing. They kind of go, OK, we have to throw somebody. Somebody's got to be the goat. Who, who are we going to throw into the sacrificial fire? And they kind of go, well, how about Denchenko? You he know, made a lot yeah, of money yeah, off he, of this. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, he'll do. Right. I would remind the audience that, you know, what, whatever the, the, you mentioned, the queen, right? They really want us to watch, you know, 12 days of dead yes. queen coverage. No, no thanks. Right. right? And mm-hmm. it's not working and people are paying attention. There's very real news breaking. And, you know, the yesterday, the Colorado Supreme Court received a petition from the El Paso candidates. It's their second petition to the Supreme Court, their fourth uh, legal action overall and just outright denied today. Nobody's talking about that. I believe their next stop is the Supreme Court of the United States because they haven't had anybody look at the facts of their case. And they've got a pretty solid case. They have election work changing election records on video. And um, 
Yeah, and there's real news happening. So I would remind the audience to, you know, pay, pay attention, right? Back during the Obama administration, we used to say, pay attention to what the other hand is doing, right? Whatever hand they're showing you, look at whatever else they're doing. Because whatever right. they're showing you is not, is not what uh, what you should really be paying attention to. So that's one. The, the last thing that I would um, say on that is this is, Red terror. They're trying to make you afraid to speak out, afraid to stick your head up. Don't say anything on a chat board because they're probably watching that, right? They want to make everybody afraid, but there's way more of us than there are of them. And we have to stand up and stand in the gap and say, this is not how we do things in the United States of America. And this weaponized DOJ is completely unconstitutional. It needs to be held accountable. All right. Amen. All right, Ashley. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take um, care. We will see you Stay later. safe. All right. Thank you. Ash in America, guys. Um, she's great. Um, conservativedaily.com. And also she writes for the Glendale Terrific Chronicle. We've got oh, some great comments. You want yeah, to go through some of them? Yeah. Okay. The local, uh, this is um, Donna Walter, who is a, a candidate in HD 53. The local party has been behind a similar actions toward me that Mark has now given me permission to leave names and what it involves with an attorney uh, behind these. Sorry, Chuck. (laughs) Um, Making up untrue comments regarding made-up claims that went to our county chair and not good. No, I mean, well, we, you have to, this from Jacob too. They see that the Trump candidates are winning their primaries. They're afraid that the Trump candidates are going to win. Then the tables are going to cur- turn. Lake in Arizona can have an in-state investigation and connected to Colorado and on and on and on. If Gretchen Whitmer loses, then um, no holds barred there an investigation into those votes. Um, and then from Leo. So if you send something by carrier pigeon, can they get you for wire fraud? Probably. Mm-hmm. Leo, they, they don't care. Rules don't matter anymore. Um, let's see. Oh, Julie, I would like to make a short announcement if possible, how best to do that. Um, you know what that's do? We actually, here's, you know what? We've got Sue Moore coming on at five 30. Um, Dr. Donna, if you want to, you want to just go ahead and unmute yourself and you can make your announcement right now. Okie dokie. There you go. And you shall receive. Are we just the most welcoming? We aren't kidding when we say every voice is welcome here. Hey, Dr. Donna, (laughs) candidate HD53, go ahead. Tell us up. All right. Thanks. Um, We've got some things going on on Twitter uh, at DonnaWalter.com, I guess. I'm not real good on that. But then um, the uh, DonnaWalter.com is a website. We are walking on Sunday with uh, Kane, who is with Task Force Freedom. He's been fighting against the school districts. I don't know if you're aware yeah, we've of had We've had him on our show. Okay, fabulous. So um, anyway, his group is walking with me because uh, one of the attorneys, now I have permission to speak his name from Mark, uh, Kirk Brush, has been talking to our chairman, telling him untruths about me. So they pulled the money support that they had given me, and we had to totally revise our campaign as of oh, the first no. of the month. And wow. uh so I appreciate all prayers. And if you want to come walk me on Sunday, I know it's Sunday, but that's when we could get people together with Kane's group too. So no. please call me. I will post my number in the thing. Also leave a message. I am being threatened. I've had my life threatened. So oh. I screen my calls. Okay. Well, good for you for keeping up the fight too. Okay, Dr. Donna. And where, what's a website people can go to if they're, like, if they're, if they're listening later and they don't see the, the Zoom chat? DonnaWalter.com. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Best of luck. Good luck there. Um, 
Yeah, this is from Jacob. The reason the search warrant was redacted was because Hunter Biden snorted the text. <laughs> but here's, you know, again, I think we need to keep in mind again what 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 Tina Peters is actually accused of doing, which is virtually nothing. You would think she's the worst criminal in the history of the, of the universe. They've, they've convened not only a Colorado grand jury and you're the lawyer, but my guess would be that case isn't going as well as they thought, because why would you bother? I mean, I was a reporter for a long time. You rarely, usually the feds and the state coordinate, right? And the only time, I mean, maybe there's a stiffer penalty or something like that um, on the federal no, side. No, when, when they want to get, no. You know, because what, what they did, you used to have the double jeopardy laws where you couldn't try somebody for the same crime. And then you had the civil rights cases where you had people murdering or doing other things. And the state proceeding was a joke, uh, quickly get off. And so they brought up federal. And under those circumstances, the courts said, well, that's not double jeopardy. Um, now everything is double jeopardy. And so, for example, um, uh, the, um, the, uh, George killer, um, George Floyd, George Floyd. Oh, killer. right. They could, yeah, the police they, officer, the, they, they indicted, uh, the police officer on state charges, convicted him for huge. Then now, then they brought him again under federal charges. So that's what they want to do is if they want to, you know, if they want to pile on, that's what they can do. And they want to pile on. Uh, Tina Peters. Tina I Peters. mean, so th- just think about that. So what Tina Peters did, her great crime, which isn't even a crime, uh, and they can't they can't call it a crime because it wasn't a crime, but was making copies of the record before the Dominion people came in and were doing their, I, there's a word for it, but essentially their update. Um, now, it, Tina Peters, it, it, like I said, it wasn't a crime. So they had to jump around through hoops and say somehow or another by calling to see if she can have her ex- experts stand there and watch that's trying to influence a public official well i guess it is trying to influence a public official but not in a criminal way one other thing too to keep in mind about mike lindell he was not involved in any of this at this point that's why he said i'm not a witness in this this is what i think i think they want mike lindell's phone so they can go through find anything and everything they want i mean look what they did to trump then go search his home because mike lindell is one of the guys whose money is funding some of these efforts and i think they think if they can get rid of mike lindell if they can lock him up or intimidate him or scare him, then maybe they can uh, make all these other people shut up. Because yeah. they're right, Tina Peters doesn't have the money to fight this or do this herself. Interestingly, though, when you listen to the whole thing, and you can go to frankspeech.com, it's up there. Um, um, Mike Lindell, I think, wants to be arrested right, because right, right, then right. he says, I could present all this evidence. Um, now, I don't know that he could get it in, but, I, but you know, Mike Lindell, I don't think is going to back down. But I think this is like Ash said, it's 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 scary, you know, when you've got the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. What did some nine hundred people have been arrested over January sixth? And this mm-hmm. is broader than that. This isn't even January sixth. These are people who have only whose whose only uh, infraction is to say, hey, you know what? I have questions about the election. Right. Now, when the Democrats did, of course, it wasn't a crime. But now it's political violence. Well, as long as you're talking about 2020 and not 2016, then it's right. a crime. Right. Um, and it, it's obscene. And the, the country's civil rights are and and are going. They're That's just right. going as fast as they possibly can. They will do anything to rig this next election. Um and then you have the Republicans uh, right. <laughs> helping out, telling them we have the gold standard of elections. And you've got idiots like Wayne Williams. You've got. I'm on this uh, from Stephen. This is absolutely true, Stephen. The FBI and DOJ destroying people with our tax dollars and with their own tax dollars. Um, hey, I don't know. So we were going to get Sue more on. Sue, if you're there on Zoom, um, go ahead and unmute yourself and turn your camera on. Um, Sue more with Liberty Scorecard about that. 
Um, let's see. There was, but in the meantime, there was a lady on Tucker last night who got arrested because she was at January 6th. Turned out she was nowhere near January 6th. Oh yeah. Yeah. That happened to another lady in Alaska too. All right. Now we have Sue. All right. Hey Sue. So I wrote down some notes on this. They're like what? 11 different, we're switching gears. I should say that first. 11 different ballot initiatives that people are going to be voting on in November. I've heard very little about them. So it's fantastic to get you on and at least... (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, And again, the Liberty Scorecard, what we do as an organization is we read uh, the bills as they're passing through the state legislature. We apply our principles of individual rights, personal responsibility, free markets, property rights, uh, limited government, fiscal responsibility. So as we're reading bills, we're applying these principles, and then we're coming up with a position And this is all happening real time during the legislative session. We meet on a weekly basis. We come up with our positions of support or oppose, and then we compare those with how our legislators are voting. And we produce this thing called the Liberty Scorecard. So that's kind of who we are and what we're what we train each other, how we hold each other accountable, how we uh, how we think about things as we're reading bills. So as all these ballot initiatives were coming out, we decided, you know, why not come up with our recommendations, you know, do our little analysis thing that we do, have our little meeting and then, um, you know, produce this, this, our recommendations. So, you know, you can do with it what you like, but if you believe in free markets, individual rights, limited government, those kinds of things, um, you might want to take a look at our analysis. Well, and, and here's where it's so helpful because the ballot titles are always, always like we support children, unicorns and puppies. Right. I mean, they always say, and then actually what they do is they kill puppies and they hate, you know, I mean, you know, that's just the opposite. So if you try to, if you're going to wait till election day, yeah, yeah, you know, to fill out your ballot, you're going to be like, I don't know. So why don't you, I don't know how much time we have. So let's start with the most important ones. Why don't you walk us through what you guys consider at least to be some of the top ones and, what you think people need to know about it. Sure. Yeah. I'll just kind of cherry pick here, but the first one that's gotten the most press, I believe they used to call it initial initiative 108, but now it's actually proposition 123. And that's the uh, proposition that would fund affordable housing. So what that does is earmarks one-tenth of 1% of all state income tax revenue to create an affordable housing equity program. We like that word. Um, that will also include a concessionary debt program. And when you when you read that line, think student loan forgiveness, because basically what they do is they want to get people into homes. If they're making you know a, a good faith effort to pay their bills, then they want to forget some forgive some of the debt. So anyway, that's just an aside. But basically, this measure will siphon off dollars that would otherwise be spent for education, transportation, healthcare. That you know, we think are better well, priorities. And just let me say, we have spent how many bazillions of dollars on a homeless and affordable housing and all it does is get worse. So it's kind of like, unless somebody comes in with a better plan, like, I don't know, maybe and this isn't it. And this is not it. You're right. This is, you know, we th- th- all they do is wind up. It's, and also I think they're going to turn around and say, oh, we need to get rid of Tabor now too. So we can pay for all this. Yeah. It's right. Uh, yeah. And this is actually kind of an end around and run around Tabor as well, yeah. because they're yeah. taking these dollars that would otherwise go to other programs and would also affect our Tabor refunds. So obviously we're, in a, we're a no vote on that one. Uh, violates the principles of free markets. You know, these the government is basically also going into competition with private sector real estate developers. So right. they think we can buy up all this land and create all this, you know, affordable housing complexes. Uh, but they're what kind of- What could go wrong with that? What could go wrong? What could, yeah, what could possibly go wrong? So that that's kind of the biggie. Um, okay, 
There are three three that I can go through real quickly. They have to do with beer, wine, and liquor sales. And it sure. basically just kind of deregulates some of that. Um, it would allow wine to be sold in, in uh, grocery stores and convenience stores. Uh, it would allow people to have more than one. Or I don't know how many liquor store licenses they're allowed to have. More than this, three, this I would, think. Yeah. Yeah. So this would kind of remove that regulation. Um, and it would also actually allow... Uh, restaurants and liquor stores to deliver either via their own delivery service or a third party. So we, we like those propos- those, uh, those propositions. We support those free markets, limited government uh, kind of reduces regulation, gives people what they want. I wouldn't mind being able to pick up a bottle of wine when I'm buying my. I'll have to disagree with that. That is all just the big boys wanting to crush the little ones. You it, think so? Oh, oh, of course it is. Well, of course it is. They can't stand the Korean liquor store that they can't crush it. So that they but, will take over, they will take over a market, destroy the market, um, and then call it free trade. Well, the people, it's what, not, wait a minute, let me finish. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, it, it, it is, they've been trying this for 20 years. Uh, they, three, three liquor licenses. No, we want to have nothing. We'll have all the liquor licenses. So if you like monopolies, you like big business, Vote yes on those. Well, that's my two cents. Well, uh, that, I think what they've done, I mean, I agree with you. Number one, just get rid of the regulation. Oh. But number two, I think what they've done is they've kind of weirdly combined interest because normally you would have, I mean, you've got some of the big boys putting money into this, like that's total all. beverage and thing. Yeah, but on the other hand, there are certain things that that you would, they're for it and the smaller liquor stores are against it, but they've kind of combined these three in a way. I, I don't think it's the same people, but it kind of all comes down as, you know, like you say, less restrictions on liquor and everybody's got their, I mean, I just think somebody clever and I could be wrong, but I sense a of Ted Trimpa hand yes. behind this. Ted Trimpa. <laughs> That's who you're backing here is Ted Trimpa. Well, you know, we, we don't back anybody. We look at these no. No, that's good to know. Evaluate them. You're entitled to your opinion. This is where we came out. So we support those three. Okay. Um, Proposition 122, the decriminalization and regulated access for psychedelic plants, psychedelic mushrooms in particular. And, you know, this this one's kind of tricky, and I know we'll probably may disagree. A lot of people disagree with us on this, but you can put a whole lot of really bad crap into your system. You can buy whatever you want on the street. Um, you know, it's uh, we we consider that personal responsibility. So deregulating that, in our opinion, is not a bad thing. We don't we're not totally in support. We lean support. So you can do it you that know, way. I like this like. a little bit because my daughter and her friend um, go. They don't do it in obviously in Colorado because it's it's not legal yet. But there is I'll just make this argument. They do. um what would you call them? Like retreats, basically. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been talking. There's big money pushing this kind of thing. Let me start out with that, which is why we're seeing it in the media. But there are, I would say, sort of, eh, I don't know how to use the word spiritual. It's not to get high, right? There, there are reasons and uses for this that are beyond getting high. There are mental health treatments, stuff like high. that. What's interesting about this case, though, is there was a similar initiative. This one is being pushed by basically big magic mushroom business. Right. There was another initiative. Initiative in Denver that they were trying to get through that was that would simply have 
would have changed it a little bit and but wouldn't have allowed the big boys to get in. So like you, I agree with you, bottom line, personal responsibility, you, you know. Right. Um, but if people, if you want to, if you want to get into the weeds on that, there's some interesting what is free market other applications. Yeah, they say it's a treatment for PTSD. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a right. medical person, but if there are applications, then you know, why not let people and again it comes down to individual liberty, personal responsibility. I agree yeah. there too. Well, what do you feel about uh, legalizing uh, prostitution or or pedophi- pedophilia? Well, these are this is a major free market. It's, it's the free market and it's personal responsibility. No, because that, right. that harms people. Well, That's like well, saying you don't think this one harms people. You think heroin injection sites? I would free argue. Market I would argue the mushrooms are different, but that's a whole different show. Uh, all right. Yeah. Keep going. Right. Sorry, so we're we short on time here, Chuck. So we'll let Chuck talk anymore. Yes, we are. Then initiative. Well, Proposition One Twenty One: the state income tax reduction. Nothing not to like there. It would drop the rate from four point five five to four point four percent. Yep. This is the one being run by Independence Institute, John Caldera, and some other parties. Um, Bill Anschutz. Yeah, so we like that. Uh, limited government fiscal responsibility. Okay. Any argument there, Chuck? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean I, okay. there, there are lots of other ones that I wish John Caldera and the Independence Institute um, would do, like getting rid of ballot harvesting and everything else, but I agree with that one. Right, yeah. So anyway, we're we're good with that one. Uh, expand the homestead exemption to surviving spouses of armed service and veterans. We're probably going to get some pushback on this one. It's called Amendment E. But yeah, we've got this homestead exemption that that initially started for seniors who lived in their homes for a long time and their home values that have appreciated. Let's give them a property tax break. And then, oh, a couple of years ago, they said, okay, let's extend that to veterans, armed services members. And now they're extending it one more time to the surviving spouses of armed services we we think this violates equal protection rule of law. What it does yeah. is it shifts the tax burden to younger people, younger homeowners who already can't afford homes. You know, yes, it's a problem. Property taxes are a problem. We don't think this. But there is- are other ways to fix it. They should extend it to anyone whose name is Julie or something. I mean, you know, or Sue, Sue, or Sue. Yeah, so, yeah, we're we're no agreeing on that. Um, amendment to create the twenty third judicial district. That's Amendment D. Uh, the, the 18th JD has kind of outgrown itself. It covers Arapahoe, Douglas, Lincoln, and Elbert counties. It was created right. in 1964. Population has exploded down there. They've got 24 judges. They want to divide that, separate out Arapahoe County, and then keep the others as part of JD 23. I thought they already did that. That's kind of interesting. No. No. Well, the plus this would give George Brockler a job. Yeah, he this is the George Brockler <laughs> job. Oh yeah, job creation bill, yeah, or amendment. Uh-huh. Yes. But I agree with you. This it's is a- this. I mean, I've covered stuff down there, and you know, the 18th judicial district, and it's yeah. This this. Well, would- you're creating a new bureaucracy. You're creating another layer of more people. Well- um and uh, uh no actually they're going to take j- seven judges out of jd yeah, they'll give the government governor one more appointment so we're not crazy about that but you know if it, it, if it helps if it addresses the judicial system down for those people down there uh yeah, we're kind of we lean support we're not it's, it's a it's it's a make work deal for bureaucrats no yes, uh, you have to set up a whole new so system yeah, and you can agree on. with everything, but <laughs> but it's it's not because the criminals are demanding uh, more judges or anything else. There are not enough jobs. George needs he's he's term limited <laughs> out for eighteen, so it's a George Brockler. Get him a job, Bill. Let me so okay. maybe George Brockler job creation. Amendment. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, charitable gaming amendment. That's kind of a throwaway. Just allows. Um, 
uh, nonprofits to hire managers and pay them money. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Prop FF, the uh, amendment to reduce income tax deduction amounts for school fund to fund school meals for all. So we think that this is a solution in search of a problem. The free school lunch program, the free school meal program works. They want to expand it to everyone. And basically, it's just an effort to destigmatize those who are receiving free lunches. So they fear if they can give it to everybody, then, you know, everybody feels good about themselves. And but, you know, as we know, a lot of this food goes to waste. A lot of this money is wasted. And there's also an element of this where they have to buy locally. They have to buy Colorado producers so where's the fiscal responsibility there? Where's the accountability to the taxpayer? There, there really is none. Well, and it's a stupid idea. I mean, because, you know, I've got, we've got a kid, Rev is in sixth grade, right? And he eats the hot lunches every day. Um, and last year it was free for everybody. You know, we pay, first of all, it's not very much. And second of all, it's not like they have free lunch kids go in this line. Everyone else go in this line. I mean, you would have. It's just to get everybody <laughs> on the government. Too. Yeah, exactly. There's no way you would even know really. So. Right. Well, and the other part of the other uh, component of this is it kind of, a, it destroys the flat tax structure yeah. because it, it applies to only people who make over $300,000 and it changes their, their tax rate, uh, their oh. tax deductions. So so it just kind of blows that whole flat tax out of out of proportion. So for a lot of reasons, we oppose this. And then finally, the amendment to include income tax effects in ballot language. They want to put a, a table on the ballot. If there if there was to be another income tax reduction similar to the one that John Caldera is running, they're going to run a table as to what what the dollar effect is on different income tax, excuse me, different um, income levels. So if you make $50,000 or less, it only costs you $75, right? So if you're making that, you're going to say, who cares? But, you know, for the people making $300,000 a year, you know, the, the number is going to be a lot bigger. A, it's going to cost more money to print the uh, the blue books. Uh, B, the numbers become distorted. So, you know, Who's they're picking and choosing the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, we oppose that. And in the example that I heard, I listened to testimony on this one, but back in 2020, when they ran the the effort to repeal the Gallagher Amendment, the way they worded that in the ballot was that that it's it said that it would reduce their property tax rates, whereas instead of their property tax owed. So it, yes. it, they manipulated the language so that people would vote for it. Right. And people found out, no, it didn't reduce my property tax. It might have oh. reduced my rate. It didn't reduce my property taxes. So so the, the the deal is that they're trying to manipulate the language just to get more people to vote for something. And it's kind of a bait and switch sort of thing. So um, anyway, I think I can vote 11. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. You did great. Well, that was great. All right. Well, great. So give us the website, your website then, where people can go support you, where they can read through this on their own. Thank you. It's libertyscorecardco.us. That's libertyscorecardco.us. I'll put that in the in the chat. But um, okay. yeah, if and if if you're interested in joining our organization, we're always looking for people who will read, help us read bills. And you don't have to look at all of them. We can assign <laughs> you a few if you can help us out. The next legislative session starts in January, ends in May. It goes pretty fast and furious. So, but we're always looking for volunteers. We provide all the training. You don't have to be a you know a genius in any one subject. Uh, we we just need some volunteers. We could also use a little money. We've got 
maybe $3,500 a year in expenses that we need to cover just for website stuff and MailChimp and all that kind of stuff. So if you can throw us a few dollars, we'd appreciate that too. LibertyScorecardCO.us. Well, you guys do a great job. job. All right. As do you. We we appreciate you as well. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you, Sue. All right. There you go. I I promised Victoria Lundquist I would mention this. um, And we're going to be going to this. The Adams County Reagan Roundup. That's our annual dinner. is coming up October 1st. First at the ranch. It's going to be from six to eleven. Um, you can get tickets at Adams County Republican Women.com. Um, you can also buy tickets at the door. It's 80 bucks for a single person, 130 bucks for a couple. You want to buy before the 22nd because the prices, this is a discounted prices. Um, kids are welcome. They're going to have a world champion um, country dance team there. They've got a local conservative comedian. Um, oh, they, this is great. Yeah, and, and this is being run by by a Grassroots Republican. That's right, grassroots. So it's the Reagan Roundup for Adams County, October 1st at the ranch, 6 to 11. Go to Adams County Republican Women to get more information. And she's going to come on Friday and tell us about this a little bit, too. That's great. Um, great We'll be there. We'll say hello to us. That's right. Oh, right, we got a ton of comments here. Okay, thank you, Sue. LibertyScorecardCO.us. Pad Cage says thank you. Everybody says thank you. Um, let's see. Let me go back here. Oh, yeah, Leo, I have no kids. Why should any of my taxes go to schools? You need to complete your ideas. Leo, you need to pay for our kid. No, no. Well, you know, I think that actually there, that's been sort of a thing. I think that's where even for arguments like that, it would be good if we could get some sort of voucher system where the money follows a kid, right? Yes, so yes. so people- That's the key to destroying the teacher's union monopoly. And then you have that thing. Um, so on Friday, we've got, actually got a couple of minutes here. We don't need to wrap up. I want to thank Ash in America because the- as she said, I mean, we've seen this happen with certain radio host announcers who shall remain unnamed Peter Boyles, um, <laughs> who become terrified at being sued and things like that and don't want to talk about issues. I mean, and in a way, you can't blame them, right? No, I mean, you, you can't blame them. Um, they they go after you. Look what they've done to Mike Lindell. You know, we got kicked off of YouTube for spreading dangerous community, you know, hazardous to the community ideas about COVID that now everybody acknowledges are true. Well, that, that were the... <laughs> we quoted the governor. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, and that was that was deemed. And it's going to get so between. I think coming up just in time for the midterms between this domestic violence thing yeah. and then you know, I mean, can you? I mean, that's just unimaginable that that it's not making the news anywhere. Really, that no, they, it's really not. They and, raided and, and, fifty Trump allies. Well, the, the problem is Fox. It's not. It's not the the at night hosts. the hosts and so forth. But it is. Um, Lockton Murdoch and his father and everyone else who who really have become um, sort of establishment Republicans. You know, the only good thing to come of this, though, is that I think there was a time when a lot of people, and frankly, probably me included, would have said, well, if the FBI is raiding them, there's probably, if there's smoke, there's fire. Like, I don't think anyone thinks that anymore. Even Democrats don't think it. They might be okay with it, right, right, but right. they don't actually think that anything happened, right? No, it's, it's, it's amazing. This is the worst Attorney General since the 19, uh, Palmer was the Attorney General then, the Palmer rates and everything else. Uh, but at least they had a something uh, they were trying to fight, which are anarchists and everything else. Uh, it wasn't made up. They didn't go after, you know. This is just, if you don't, mm-hmm. dis- if you disagree with the Democrat political agenda, yeah. you know, you're politically violent. You can be arrested. Your cell phone, you're extreme. Your cell phone seized. Uh, they can deplatform you, um, censor you, shame you. Uh, I mean, it's, and it's, I fear it's, it's going to get worse. And that's why these midterms are important. And, you know, you notice how 
all over the place. You hear Mitch McConnell speaking out against this check. No, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, where the frick are the establishment Republicans on this? Well, they're so busy trying to get, you know, the right candidate into the to sit there Democrats. How about we'll if they just stand line. up yeah. for the rights of American citizens? I mean, call me crazy. Call me crazy. But, well, we, but we do. Yeah, maybe they'll do that anyway. So we'll do more on that on Friday. Yeah, it'll be um, a great program. Party Friday. Part, yeah, that's right. Party <laughs> Friday. Um, thank you to the BBS guys. Everybody on Zoom, we love you. You yeah, can get all. I, of- and I really want to thank Sue Moore and the Liberty oh. Storecard people. That doesn't mean you have to agree with them on everything, and I don't. But they bring an analysis to the ones that you wouldn't have if you were just reading it. You know, the the day of and stuff. So. Well, they ex- exactly. They explain it. I mean, they're not trying to tell you how to vote. They're just no. saying, here's, well, our, here's our, our this is how we look at it. And this is why we look at it. Exactly. Exactly. So thanks to Sue and to Ash. Everybody, we will see you on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Party Friday. Mm-hmm.